Welcome to the Costello Coaching Podcast, where we talk about developing the human within the athlete. My vision is to enhance people's performance in all aspects of their lives. I hope you enjoy. And we're back with the Costello Coaching Podcast. I'm Tommy Costello with my good friend, Andrew Rohrbach. Happy to have you back, man. Good to have you back as well. Yeah? Yeah, you're a vacation guy now. No, you're a vacation guy. Well... My man was like in Swi- my man was in Switzerland. Sweden or Switzerland? Switzerland. I was in Switzerland. Yeah, yeah, beautiful countryside. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I recommend everybody that listens to this podcast to go take uh, take a trip out there. Take a trip to Switzerland sooner rather than later. I know. I I'm gonna have to get on taking some trips. Yeah, you did call it Sw- uh, Sweden five or I, six times. I texted him and said, "How's Sweden?" And he said, "I'm in Switzerland," <laughs> but that's okay. All right, today we are going to be talking about leadership. Now, this is a very broad topic, leadership, but where I want to start with this is self-discipline and how leading your own life can make yourself a leader. Um, One of my mantras and one of the mantras of our team and our business is building leaders. So I think it's only appropriate that we dedicate a podcast to the concept of leadership. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Now, Andrew, when you think of the best leaders you've been around or the best leaders that you've seen, what kind of characteristics do those people attain? What do, what, what do they have? They have this like moxie about them. Mm. They have this like energy about themselves where they don't have to explain too much. They just kind of lead themselves in the, in the correct way. And it's infectious. Mm. So I think they have this moxie. They have uh, confidence within themselves and they also seem to have, like you said, a lot of self-discipline. It, yeah. se- it seems that way. Yeah. I believe that discipline in our own life is what allows us to be in the position to lead others. Yeah. There's, you know, you could think of it on a simple terms. If if you're a father or you're an older brother, let's, you, let's use that. We're not dads yet. But if you're an older brother, like I am, it before you start taking care of your brother, you got to be able to take care of yourself. You know, if my life is out of whack, I'm in no place to support my younger brother. But if my life is in line and there's tons of disciplines and and habits and routines that I have consistent within myself, all of a sudden I then can become a leader for him. Yeah, that's 100% true. Like if you you can't have self-discipline for what you want to do in your life and and who you are as a person and how you want to lead yourself, you cannot expect to lead anybody else. Mm-hmm. So it has to start with yourself at first. You yeah. have to go inward, like we talk about, go in and figure out what you want to do out of your life and understand it's an uphill battle to every single thing that you want to achieve. Mm-hmm. Things are hard mm-hmm. and getting used to, Hey, I'm going uphill and it starts with self-discipline. Yeah. You know, I love the saying, if it were easy, everyone would be able to do it. Yeah. And Everyone wants to, whether it's in our world of they want to lose 10 pounds right away or they want to gain velocity right away or they want the scholarship right away. Those are the people we're serving. This is very applicable to anyone in in any world of, you know, they want to make this much money or they want this many sales or they want anything. They think it's going to happen really fast and they think that the easier it is, they think that it should just be easy for them to achieve it. That if they just do this, they do that. Oh my God, where are my results? Yeah. When the truth is it really takes way more than you think it's going to take. And once you accept that, and once you come to the acceptance that this is the trajectory that I'm going and yes, if it's hard, it's good. That's where you need to take yourself. And a lot of people quit 
when they find that spot where it's hard. Once it starts getting tough, they stop. And once it starts getting hard, you should start licking your chops and being like, that's when I got to get going. And so for me, whenever things get hard in my life, and I feel like I've been working myself very hard for the past few years, I know I'm on the right trajectory for what I'm doing because what I've been doing hasn't been easy. And I had a great conversation with Lucas yesterday. We, we had a hiccup in our, in our operations. And I told him that these are aggressive mistakes we're making. This is an aggressive mistake. And that's a good thing. I said, if we were a baseball team and we went, we lost the last five games because we got caught stealing, making aggressive mistakes. We were diving for balls and we made errors, diving for balls. And we were swinging over pitches, striking out. Who cares? If we caught got caught on our heels, not being willing to steal a base, or if we didn't dive for the ball because we didn't want to make an error and we didn't swing because we wanted to just walk, that's that's a losing culture. Those are people who don't want the uphill battle. I I can live and die with being aggressive and going for it, and that's where you should that's where you should crave your life to go. If it's not a little bit hard, it's not going to get better. You know, the people who carve out this ideal and perfect life for themselves and it's easy, all of a sudden it becomes unfulfilling. Yeah. So I think leadership and self-discipline is more about craving the challenge. And once you start to crave the challenge as an individual, you then equip yourself with the skills to lead others. Hey guys, hope you're enjoying the show. Only way this podcast grows is if it's shared. So please share it with your friends, family, or anyone you feel like it can help enhance their performance in their life. A little karma goes a long way. Let's get back to the show. Yeah, I think you hit on a a lot of amazing points on that. I want to say one thing. I think the guys or the people who are results driven Mm. are the ones that have the most problem with this. Yeah. Right. It's the ebbs and flows. If you're just results driven, you're going to be going up, down, up, down because life's just tough. If it's journey driven, I think that's where the difference is. Yeah. So if you are accepting this is where I want to go and the journey is the process to it then the results are going to fluctuate like they will with every single thing. Like you said, aggressive mistakes is technically a step backwards, but it's actually a learning process. Yep. And from that learning process, you make your next big jump forward. And so the journey is where you want to frame your mindset to. Yeah, I am in this for the long haul and I'm here for the highs and the lows of it. And I'm going to create some self-discipline within myself to not let those highs and lows take me too low and create huge, amazing habits for yourself. And with those habits, that will take you where you want to go. Yeah. Have you ever, uh, I know you bike, but you ever mountain bike? Yeah. Okay. You ever have the feeling where you're on a big climb and you keep your eyes 10 feet in front of you and you just keep climbing Yeah. and you keep climbing and you keep climbing and then you get a little gas and the heart rate gets a little high and you look up to the top. What happens right when you look up to the top? You kind of just realize how far you've gone. Yeah. Or I, this is, this is, tells a lot about me and I learn a lot about myself in those tough moments. You know what I do a lot of the times when I look up at the top, I typically get off the bike and start pushing. And I know that about myself that I have a tendency to quit if I start looking up at how far away I am from something. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. So you're not at the summit yet. You're not at the top. You're saying once you start getting gassed, you have a tendency to go, all right, let me just push the bike, recoup myself. And then let me reframe it. So it's easier to understand. Yeah. If I'm on a, on a trail and the mountain is very steep and I'm climbing it and let's use the metrics of a thousand meters or whatever, I got to go a thousand meters and I'm 500 meters up and I've kept my head down the whole time and I've been grinding and grinding and grinding 
And I know it's hard, but I don't really know how far I am. And I just want to peek up and look up there and see how close am I right now? How close am I? And I see how far I am. It makes me want to quit. Got it. Because I know it's going to be that much harder. So if I know that about myself, there's two things that you can do. If I know that I look up and it's going to make me want to quit, I can just not look up and I can keep working because the process and going through the process of the climb is why I went out for the ride in the first place. Correct. Right. I didn't go out for the ride to get to the top. And then number two, I could test myself. I could look up to the top, know I'm far, recenter, refocus and keep going. And I've been there before. The mountain bike is a really interesting place for me that does a lot with my, it, it connects my physical capabilities with my mental emotional challenge. Yeah. Cause I'm not that good of a cardiovascular athlete. Uh, and that's why I'm doing a triathlon because it's so out of my realm. It's why I signed up. Yeah. I probably am going to suck at that. I should do that. Yeah. It's uphill. I want to do it. It's going to make me better Yeah, in some way. I'm uncomfortable running. So I go run miles now. Yep. Oh, I hate running. The undisciplined person says, Oh, I hate running. They don't want to go run. So these are, these are, I put myself in a place where I'm going to have these conversations with myself and see how I can respond. And that's, what's going to make me better. Yeah. How do you, how do you do with those kind of moments? Because we've had, we, we trained together one time and you were getting all over me about the bike and the miles per hour and the wattage and how hard I needed to be going. And you had no problem kicking it into gear and going. Uh, I love that side of you because we spend a lot of time with this like deep, intimate conversation where that was more of a just go and grind. And I hadn't seen you like get fiery and push me like that. Where, where does that switch flip for you? Yeah, I, well, I was, I was, I think I innately have that. I think Mm -hmm. everyone innately has that in themselves Mm -hmm. to, to a capacity. I think I have to be frank and honest. I have a a lot to prove to myself. Mm. And I think when I get into that frame of mindset and I'm able to flip that switch pretty quickly, there's something I'm kind of missing out on in my life or something I'm not really pushing myself a hundred percent on and to be able to go, all right, Hey, I'm the problem here. Let's let's I, I'm not going to allow myself to to be the problem. Yeah. I will flip that switch when I need to flip that switch to go completely the opposite direction of where I'm currently at to get myself a little bit more evened out. But I, I'll flip that switch on whenever I need to. What if you shifted your language there? What if you shifted your language from saying I am the problem to I am the solution? Correct. Yeah, I, I see what you're saying there. I know I, what you're identifying. I, I know I, I'm a big and a firm believer, Tommy. I'm a big firm believer, be honest with yourself. Yeah. And I, and I understand the language. I'm a big language guy. Self-talk. Hey, let's get some positive self-talk for sure. But if I'm the person that's being lazy about it, mm. there's some honesty. I could start with uh, a real honest self-talk to then reframe it to a positive self-talk. For example, if I'm climbing that hill and I'm running trails, like I ran trails when I stopped playing baseball, I do the same exact thing. I keep my head down right where I was at because if I looked up too much, mm man, it got me heady, but I would stay exactly where I'm at. And I'd go, man, I'm the problem right now. I'm being lazy. I know what I got to do right now. You can do this. Mm. Put your head down, stay in it, fight. You got it. How much are you worth? You can do this, right? So I am honest with myself on, Hey, I'm the one that's the problem right now, but I have this deep, deep, deep inside me that I can push myself. And it, and that can start with any person. You can start wherever you're at be honest with where you're at. hundred percent. I'm the problem right now. I'm not, I'm not the solution, but I can be the solution. Mm-hmm. Here's what I got to do. And it's starting with step one for each person. For me, when I was training you, I've trained myself consistently 
to push myself in that moment. So when I flip that switch, it's, I can, I can go from, Hey, yeah. Hey, let's have a good training session to like, Hey, let's figure it out. Yeah. Like figure it out right now. Yeah. But I've only able to flip that switch to get to that level because I've trained consistently to put myself into that mm-hmm. with my self-discipline. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. So you could be a leader in that, in that situation because you had put yourself there before. Absolutely. And I consistently in my life, constantly try to put myself there. And if I'm not putting myself there and I'm not in that uncomfortable, then I got to have a real honest conversation with myself on where, do, what do I want? Where am I going? Mm. Like, who do I want to be? What type of person am I? I'm not this person. It's okay that I'm not there right now, but let's, let's do something about it. Let's get some self-discipline. Let's create some great habits. Let's take a step back, look where I'm at and attack it full force. Like David Goggins talks about that all the time. Mm-hmm. He thinks that, and I agree. I think we're too soft in a in a weird way. Hey, it's okay that you're not feeling too good right now. There's something about that for sure. Mm-hmm. There's something about, hey, I'm not feeling too great right now. Let's take a step back and like regroup a little bit. But we can get we can that can be cyclical. You can stay in that for way too long. I'm comfortable. Uh, I just don't feel that good right now. I'm not that great. Uh, I don't know. And you just years can go by. Yeah, you got to rip the bandaid off. You got to rip the bandaid off at some point and go, hey. I'm also being lazy. I'm also like not doing anything different to get different results. Like that's a definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting different results. It's kind of what I really believe about the people who do all the biohacking to make a better life where the ice bath, I think the biggest thing about the ice bath is not the ice bath itself, but saying that's 36 degrees, I'm going to get in it. And the fact that you got in it and got out and that was the hard part. And having the discipline to say, I'm going to do it, get in, get out. And you did it. And all of a sudden you stack something, mm-hmm. you stack some confidence because you kept the promise that you made to yourself. Yeah. And so when it comes to leadership, a lot of people view leadership and it is in many ways, don't get me wrong. It is many ways, but a lot of people view leadership as getting up, giving a good talk in front of people, giving the hoorah and being the leader. And yep, I'm the guy people listen to, but what Andrew and I are talking about when it comes to leadership is there's so many things that happen before that talk that puts you in the position that people are going to listen to you. There's so many little wins. My dad is so great about this to me. He says all the time, hey, a couple small wins today, a couple small wins today, a couple small wins today. All of a sudden, you stack a month of a couple small wins and you got people going, wow, you're so great at what you do. Well, I'm Really? I, I just try to keep winning a little bit each day. And when you do that, if you get a little small win on reading something about leadership and then you get a little small win about executing a business plan that you had and you get a little small win about executing an hour that you did well, those compound and they stack over a month. And then you constantly read about leadership. You constantly did the right thing. You expanded your business. You have people that are there to listen to you. And now you have a message to deliver. Yeah. And that's what we're doing now. Yeah. So when it comes to a sports environment, what have you seen work for yourself or what have you seen work on the teams that you've been a part of or the coaches that you've listened to? What were the great leaders? What did they do extremely well? And then what are the teams with poor leadership? What was consistent there? And I have some thoughts in mind, but go ahead. Yeah. Let me go on this real quick. I think I'll talk on the positive first and then we'll hit on the negative. Okay. The positive people, the positive teams, the positive environments, are the ones that constantly put pressure on the uncomfortable. And when we put pressure on the uncomfortable, there's some sort of expectation. And with that expectation, you allow yourself to push yourself a little bit more, mm. right? You got some eyes on you, right? And from that point, you have great leaders, 
that that leadership allows you to be in an uncomfortable position. And with that uncomfortable, we all they also partnered it with great self-talk, positive self-talk. Okay. So there's one thing to be said where you have expectations and you have coaches on top of you or environments where it's beating you down. They're trying to elicit an uncomfortable situation for you to grow in. Sure. But it, they don't partner it with good hey, self-talk. Good self-talk. Hey, you're doing we're we're getting one percent better. Like your dad says to you, get 1% better today. But he's not just saying get 1% better in the context of you better get 1% better today or what are you doing, man? He's saying, hey, get 1% better today. You got this. So that's the positive. The negative is it's either not an uncomfortable situation and we just going through the motions with things and expecting to get better. I've been on many teams like that and it it's comfortable. Yeah, I'll go to practice today. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sure. I'll go to work today. Whatever. Cause there's no expectation from the top down that we got our stuff going. Yep. Right. So there's a little context. What are your thoughts on it? My thoughts are more on conversations. So teams that had poor leadership, they didn't have the person to stop the negative conversation. So I always talk about not entertaining the negative conversation. Just cut it off, cut it right off. Don't entertain that. The teams that had people partake in the negative conversation, those are the teams that lack leaders. Because a true leader stands up and says this is wrong and has the self-discipline to say that this is wrong and goes on their own direction, not expecting people to follow him. But he's so strong and so convicted in what he or she is doing that people have no choice but to follow. And the poor teams, the there's not that one person that has the discipline to say stop and is not strong-willed enough to say stop and they partake in it. And they just brew up what I think of as a negative soup. That's how I, That's how I think of it. These ingredients keep going in. We keep talking about this. They keep, and they get stirred up and they get stirred up and they get stirred up. But there's got to be that one person to say, no, we're not throwing that in there. We're pouring this freaking soup out and we're going to go do it the right way. And that's the leader. So the hard part in sports and in business is most leaders are born out of performance. You've never seen a team captain emerge for hitting a hundred and you know, having 150 average or having a 200 batting average for three years in a row and they become the team captain. I've never seen it. I've never seen that. Yeah. The, the team captain has to, at some point perform because it's part of the mechanism in which they're doing. It's part of the coexisting of the environment is saying that I can perform in this area. So on the back end, it's going to take self-discipline to be good at the sport. Right. Yeah. And talent. But on the other end of it, it's, very rare to see the person who succeeds at the highest level have enough courage and discipline to stop the negative conversation. When someone says, oh, that's a great clubhouse guy, what they probably are is someone who can really control conversation. Maybe it's a positive guy and he makes everyone happy all the time. So that's his way of steering away from the negative. But a lot of times the convicted leader is the one who can stand up to the masses and say, no, this is the way it's done. And they're so good at what they do that people follow. What are your thoughts on this concept that there are people not necessarily in sport world, but also in business that get appointed a leadership role Yeah, that don't have those qualities you're talking about. That happens all the time. Okay. Ready? This is the trust uh, performance scale. And I talked about it with uh, more part college football, but the trust performance scale goes like this on, on the bottom level, you have trust and on the left column, you have performance. A lot of times we reward the high performer. But a lot of times the high performer is the low trust guy. So if we're looking at this scale, trust here, performance here, 
a lot of times we get this guy that's high perform, low trust. Now we just that, like I said, we don't, we don't really trust the guy that's low perform, low trust or high trust, right? Yeah. Like the water boy. But how do we make people trustworthy and good performers? And those are the people we want. So the quality leader is a high trust, high perform guy, which is rare. But what you need to do is you need to build a trusting team. And the way that you build a trusting team is you don't partake in passive compliance. Passive compliance is you are in a position of authority. So I will just listen to you. Whereas not partaking in passive compliance is the person to say, what, what what's going on? Yeah. What do you mean? Why? Accountability. Yeah. You break up the conversation. So we build a trusting team by having discipline actions. And if everyone's in accordance with their discipline actions, we always all of a sudden have trust with you. Like you always show up on time. So I can schedule this podcast at a certain time and there's trust in this relationship that you're going to be there. It didn't require seven reminder texts to show up on time, but that's why I trust you. And that's why you perform. There's, there's a connection between the trust and the performance that equals a great product. And that's, that's a major. And when the teams get bigger, that's when that becomes harder. Because you just have many different people involved. That's why football is so unique. You know, there's great teams and very rarely do you see the same team win the championship consecutive years in a row. Yeah, they might have great talent, but they have something going on with their trust. Baseball, you never see the same team win it two years in a row, three years in a row. Very rarely. I think there's two or maybe two times that that's happened in all the history of the game because it's such a hot, hard performance game. You know, the performance is so inconsistent because the greatest in the world fails seven out of 10 times. But the trusting teams who have that connection are the ones that win. It's great. You like that? That's great. Thanks. That fires me up. Good. That's 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 whoever's listening. Really, I would I would suggest you rewind that about two minutes and listen to that again because that is valuable information for anyone who's starting a business, trying to become a leader, or understands and is in a tough environment where that's not present. And it's 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 valuable information for someone, anybody. Yeah. And I think if you're going to connect the dots on this whole entire conversation, the dots that would be connected would be this. We started with the uphill battle. Leaders truly pick the uphill battle, right? And it's going to require self-discipline to attain that. Now, when we go into a role of leadership, we're going to need self-discipline and going to need to put ourselves in an uncomfortable position the first time to be in a position where we're going to be a high performer. Now, if we are a high performer, you must have the trust within yourself and the confidence within yourself, executing the promises that you made to yourself, which is going to inherently build trust amongst the team. And that is that is the essence of a great team, a great business, a great individual, high performance, high trust. Perfect. Right. I agree completely. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the show. I hope you benefited from this. Give the show a follow, share it, and comment what you'd like to hear more of so we can help more people perform in all aspects of their lives. 